The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Michael Nelms is the voice and founder of Where the Children Play, a band that has evolved from black and death metal roots into the atmospheric death metal soundscape, culminating in their latest single, Part 6, Amber Wood, and an upcoming fourth full-length album. And Michael is with us here. How are you today? Well, great, man. Thanks for having me. So... What is the origin story of Where the Children Play and how did the band begin in the world of extreme metal? Growing up, I was always real big into extreme metal music. I started listening to heavier stuff around 13. I was uh, So I grew up on stuff like ACDC, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, and it kind of evolved as I got older. Um, I've always wanted to be in a band, but every time I would join a band, I, you know, we'd always get into creative differences and yeah. just... You know how it goes, issues uh, with agreeing on what the sound should be. So uh, I decided to just take it upon myself, make myself the founder of the project. And then I used a website called uh, Fiverr and kind of met some guys. And there's been some lineup changes between albums and uh, the year that we've been a thing. But um, we've kind of crafted a sound now that I think I kind of merged all the f- my favorite genres of metal together. And it just keeps growing. Yeah, and it's interesting meeting the people on Fiverr because for people that don't know, Fiverr's kind of a freelance site and some of the people that work on there will be musicians. So what way did you get together? Is it a kind of manufactured band where you get different people to do some sessions or have you kind of met and are now together, if you see what I mean? The guys that are currently in the band now... um uh, there's a guy, he's from uh, Italy, his name is Louis, and the guy from France, his name, uh, he goes by Luminal, and um, we haven't met personally, but we work together very, very well professionally, we kind of know each other on a personal level, and the great thing is, is they let me have complete creative control over the sound and what I want, and they just do the instruments and programming, and it goes to where I think it's to my liking, and they are just happy to do whatever whatever they need to do to make it to where I think the vision needs to go. So can you tell us a bit about the different members of the band and how their contributions shape the landscape of where the children play? I myself do vocals. Um, I am not instrumentally inclined at all. Um, um, So Luminal actually came on first, and he's the one who handles a lot of the instrumentation, Um, and he's an extremely 
talented musician. Um, he has more talent in his thumb than I do in my entire body. And then um, Lewis or Louie, he does some more of the instrumentation for some of the songs as well as some of the synth programming as well. So we have that synth element as well. So how do you think the band's sound has evolved over the years? So when we started out, we were blackened death metal with a little bit more of a uh, raw black metal side to it. And uh, our first album, The Church of Satan, really, really was fast, in your face, raw, um, really focused on blast beats, trim picking, and not really much an atmospheric sound. Of course, there were some sit sounds in the background, but it wasn't really atmospheric and more into that melancholy it was just in your face raw whereas now i feel like we've grown as a project uh we've grown in a mature sound and i really like where we're at now atmospheric death metal it kind of merges my two favorite genres atmospheric black metal and death metal and what is the difference between those two for people that maybe don't listen to that kind of stuff? So really, it goes into two things. One is uh, tempo. So black and death metal really prides itself upon it being being fast, in your face, raw sounding. When I say raw, it's raw on the on on a production standpoint. You're not really looking at a polished sound. You're looking yeah. for more of that dirty undertone versus atmospheric death metal, which is a little bit more. I guess I'd say. A little more melodic, a little bit slower. It's still in your face, yeah. But it's a lot more mature, kind, kind of grown up sounding. More, uh, more leaning towards you know like your uh, your minor keys. What was the creative process behind this evolution, and what was it that inspired you to have this shift in your sound? I've been practicing vocals since I was a young teenager, so I want to say I started extreme vocals at thirteen, and it kind of. I kind of got really good at it, and uh, a lot of people told me, you know, hey, you should look at being in a band. And I, I, I never thought of even trying, so I knew how much work it would be. Well, last year, I finally just said, you know, you know, let's try this and just, just see where it goes. And, um, you know, so I, like I said, I, I got my guys on Fiverr. I, you know, we've had about two, three lineup changes, and that's okay. You know, bands evolve. Yeah. Some guys come, some guys go. That's just just the way it goes. It's nothing personal, all business, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, we have really built something that, well, for one, I didn't think I would be on the the death metal spectrum, but one of our top songs has 25,000 listens in one year. Wow. Yeah, so, and I do all the marketing, all the merch, all the um, so, social media, I handle everything. Your latest single is called Part 6, Amber Wood. So what right. can you tell us about that song? So it's a, it's a, uh, so it's a part of, part of, a, of an 11 track album. It's coming out. It's called Northward. Um, and Part 6, Amber Wood is kind of in the middle of a story talking about a traveler who, who is trying to escape winter solitude when, and when at the end of the album, he finds out that he's trapped in it. And the only option he has is to die in it. So we're at the part where he is contemplating whether he should keep moving or just end it all there. Why is it part six? Are there several parts before and maybe after? Yes, parts one through five and then seven through 11. Wow. So we're at the pretty much middle of the album. Does the whole album tell a story and it pays off at the end? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say pays off, but... <laughs> um. <laughs> There is an ending, yes, and I have kind of made it to where if we can just build concept albums and tell a story, I think it hooks the listener a lot more to kind of, one, they can kind of get into the, the mindset of what's going to happen next, and they can play the songs like a movie in their head. 
Yeah. So it so it's more of a hook. Now some of your other albums include The Church of Satan, One for the Darkness, and Poems from the Solemn Black. So what was the creative process behind each of these albums? So The Church of Satan was our very, very first act. That was just getting getting our sound out there. And I just wanted to be as raw and as in your face and just say, we are where the children play and we are here to melt your melt your face off. Yeah. Well, then one for the darkness was we're trying to find our sound. I kind I kind of call that our teenage acts. We're trying to figure out who we are, where we're at. You had some old elements, and you also had some of our newer things that kind of sounded like we are now. But we're just, you know, that's kind of the redheaded stepchild album. Uh, trying to figure out who we are, and that's um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That was probably the most pivotal album in our in our discography. Uh, Poems from the Fallen Black was our last one. It came out in January of 2023. And um, the poems are actually things that I wrote as a teenager. I went back and kind of revamped them to make them sound a little bit more adult. Um, but that was very much of, okay, we have figured out our sound and we know where we want to go from here. You worked with a new producer in late 2023, which is roundabout now, I guess. So how did this yes. collaboration impact the band's sound and creative direction? Oh, dude, it's like night and day. So <laughs> uh, we had a producer for our second and third album, and I love him to death, but we had some production issues with the sound, and I was like, you know, where, you know how do I want our band to be perceived? Because, you know, you know, perception is reality. And in the end of the day, if you want to have a band or anything that is to the standard of, you know, the world right now, because the world standard of music has, is way higher than it was 20 years ago. So I decided if we went from sounding good to sounding great, then why not? And I went out and, you know, uh, a guy I was talking with on Instagram, he has a, uh, a band of his own and he offered to... Uh, 
to work with us, and uh, we we, do, we did a trial run with Part Six Amber Wood, and uh, I told him I said, man, that that, that sound was night and day. Yeah. So um, that's where we are now, and um, I formally welcomed him to the team a couple days ago. And what can we expect from him? Because you say it's going to get better. So do you think it's a constant spiral of improvement that we can look forward to? Oh, yes. Uh, we are trying to outdo ourselves with every track, with every album, because at the end of the day, if we don't have a fan base, we don't have a band. So we are here because of the ones who support us and love our music or those that could not stand the song but wanted us to get better. And I've had some guys who reacted to my music and they completely loved it. And I've had some guys completely diss it. Yeah. But I use the positive and negative as creative criticism, um, you know, because if somebody is wanting to give you their critique, whether it be positive or negative, they they care enough to give you that that information because they want you to be great. And that's how I take it. You know, you know, whether whether they love us or they hate us, you know, that's what art's supposed to do. It's supposed to impact you in a certain way. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you were to reflect on the band's journey, what are some of your proudest achievements and maybe even on the other side, some of the challenges that you've faced that have ultimately shaped where where the children play are today? So one of our greatest achievements, I think, was uh, our single Blood Overture got 25,000 listens to date. And that's been out since last October. So I'm very proud of that. It's turning about a year old here in a couple days. Um, and then just being able to grow and make our mark on the death metal scene, whether it be a small mark, it's, it's a mark nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say some of our failures would be some of our attempts at, you know, some songs that didn't really go well, though we still released them. You know, we, you know, I, I, think, I think every band experiments here and there of what they want to try and sound like. Um, you know, we've had some issues, like I said, with production and then I had, a, and then I had a stint where, you know, I had some family trouble. I lost my father about three months ago. And then, so, you know, just, you know, you know, when tragedy strikes, you either have to work through it or succumb to it. And we've decided to work through it. Your music as well delves into themes of nature, death, winter, night and solitude. So how does your personal life and experiences contribute to the emotional depth of your music? Well, growing up, I was a big guy into Edgar Allan Poe. Um, really, really big into romanticism and dark poetry. Um, so I kind of use that as, you know, kind of my themes of can I, can I write my music and separate myself from the music and kind of become an actor? I kind of try and put myself as the person I'm writing about in that scene so and i think having that having that background of loving dark poetry and loving just the the serenity of winter the serenity of night the uh the serenity of death because death is always is always kind of looked at as this bad macabre thing when in when in reality death is just as beautiful as the birth of a new child it's just not seen that way because that completes the life cycle what are your goals and aspirations for where the children play, both in terms of musical exploration and the impact that you hope to have on the audience? So future goals, we're trying to release this new album, hopefully by the end of this year or early next year. And then we're going to start working on our fifth full length, which we've already kind of started building the, uh, the blueprint for. 
not going to get really much into that. So yeah. I want it to be kind of a surprise. Um, it's going to be another concept story, of course. You know, that's what we're going to be kind of sticking with. Um, and then as far as the music scene, you know, one would be to get signed by a record label. Uh, we'd love to get signed. So far, we've been autonomous, which I like being autonomous because you have full creative control. But it does help to have that backbone of, of releasing to a bigger audience. But whether we get signed or not, we're still going to be where the children play. We're still going to be producing music that goes in your face and melts your face off. Yeah. Well, what is coming up in the short term? Do you have any more singles or albums coming up that you're working on? Yes, uh, we have a single I just sent to my producer. It'll be out hopefully at the end of next week. And our fourth full link is entitled Northward. And it will be out, like I said, either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year, just depending on how fast we get music done, vocals recorded, and then mixed and mastered, and then pushed out. Um, and then from there, you know, we're looking at, you know, either doing some collab work or just, you know, going right back to the drawing board and working on our fifth full length. Excellent. Well, where are we able to find all your music and keep up to date with where the children play? So we are on Spotify, we are on Amazon Music, we are on Apple Music, any type of music except for, I think, Pandora. Ah. I think we're on every single platform except for Pandora. There was some some issues with getting it on Pandora. Oh, right. Um, but, you know, I learned, pick your battles. Yeah. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Where the Children Play Official. You can find us on Instagram, Where the Children Play Official. We are all over, and currently we are working on building a website. Oh, nice. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It was a joy. The throbbing pulse of sound. The Toby Gribben Show.